Hey, hey, it's another day of reading the Bible together. Um, We are in Genesis 43 through 45 today and Psalm 14 as we continue to read through the Bible Project's reading plan called One Story That Leads to Jesus, links to the Bible Project and to the reading plan that can be found in the Bible app are located in the show notes. And so we are um, deep in the throes of it. Let's go. Now the famine in the land was severe. When they had used up the grain they had brought back from Egypt, their father said to them, go back and buy us a little food. But Judah said to him, the man specifically warned us, you will not see me again unless your brother is with you. If you will send our brother with us, we will go down and buy food for you. But if you will not send him, we will not go. For the man said to us, you will not see me again unless your brother is with you. Why have you caused me so much trouble? Israel asked. Why did you tell the man that you had another brother? They answered, The man kept asking us about our family, about us. Is your father still alive? Do you have another brother? And we answered him accordingly. How could we know that he would say, bring your brother here? Then Judah said to his father Israel, send the boy with me. We will be on our way so that we may live and not die. Neither we, nor you, nor our dependents. I will be responsible for him. You can hold me personally accountable. If I do not bring him back to you and set him before you, I will be guilty before you forever. If we had not delayed, we could have come back twice by now. Then their father Israel said to them, if it must be so, then do this. Put some of the best products of the land in your packs and take them down to the man as a gift. A little balsam and a little honey, aromatic gum and resin, pistachios and almonds. Take twice as much silver with you. Return the silver that was returned to you in the top of your bags. Perhaps it was a mistake. Take your brother also and go back at once to the man. May God Almighty cause the man to be merciful to you so that he will release your other brother and Benjamin to you. As for me, I am deprived of my sons. If I am deprived of my sons, then I am deprived. The men took his gift, double the amount of silver and Benjamin. They immediately went down to Egypt and stood before Joseph. When Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to his steward, take them into my house, slaughter an animal and prepare it, for they will eat with me at noon. The man did as Joseph had said and brought them to Joseph's house, but the men were afraid because they were taken to Joseph's house. They said, we have been brought here because of the silver that was returned in our bags the first time. They intend to overpower us, seize us, make us slaves and take our donkeys. So they approached Joseph's steward and spoke to him at the doorway of the house. They said, my Lord, we really did come here the first time only to buy food. When we came to the place where we lodged for the night and opened our bags of grain, each one's silver was at the top of his bag. It was the full amount of ours, of our silver, and we have brought it back with us. We have brought additional silver with us to buy food. We don't know who put our silver in the bags. Then the steward said, may you be well. Don't be afraid. Your God and the God of your father must have put treasure in your bags. I received your silver. Then he brought Simeon out to them. The steward brought the men into Joseph's house, gave them water to wash their feet, and got feed for their donkeys. Since the men had heard that they were going to eat a meal there, they prepared their gift for Joseph's arrival at noon. When Joseph came home, they brought him the gift they had carried into the house, and they bowed to the ground before him. He asked if they were well, and he said, How is your elderly father that you told me about? Is he still alive? They answered, your servant, our father as well. He is still alive. And they knelt low and paid homage to him. When he looked up and saw his brother, Benjamin, his mother's son, he asked, is this your youngest brother that you told me about? Then he said, may God be gracious to you, my son. 
Joseph hurried out because he was overcome with emotion for his brother, and he was about to weep. He went into an inner room and wept there. Then he washed his face and came out. Regaining his composure, he said, serve the meal. They served him by himself, his brothers by themselves, and the Egyptians who were eating with him by themselves, because Egyptians could not eat with Hebrews, since that is detestable to them. They were seated before him in order by age, from the firstborn to the youngest. The men looked at each other in astonishment. Portions were served to them from Benjamin's table or from Joseph's table, and Benjamin's portion was five times larger than any of theirs. They drank and became drunk with Joseph. Listen, Judah, Judah, the same man who um like was the ringleader and instigator in getting rid of Joseph and putting him in the well and selling him to the slave traders. The same Judah who mistreated his daughter-in-law. Um, you see him here. He is obviously grown. He has obviously matured. God has obviously done a work in him that he is willing to risk it all to go back to Joseph with his youngest brother. That's pretty powerful. And it says a lot that the mistakes of someone's past don't have to decide their future. And if you will allow God to do a work in you, he can take everything from your past, flip it on its heels and create in you somebody who is meant to do something great. You can grow. You don't have to be stuck where you were. You can become who God wants you to be. Continuing on in chapter 44. Joseph commanded his steward, fill the men's bags with as much food as they can carry and put each one's silver at the top of his bag. Put my cup, the silver one, at the top of the youngest one's bag, along with the silver for his grain. So he did as Joseph told him. At morning light, the men were sent off with their donkeys. They had not gone very far from the city when Joseph said to his steward, get up, pursue the men. And when you overtake them, say to them, why have you repaid evil for good? Isn't this the cup that my master drinks from and uses for divination? What you have done is wrong. When he overtook them, he said these words to them. They said to him, why does my Lord say these things? Your servants could not possibly do such a thing. We even brought back to you from the land of Canaan, the silver we found at the top of our bags. How could we steal silver, silver or gold from your master's house? If it is found with one of us, your servants, he must die. And the rest of us will become my Lord's slaves. The steward replied, what you have said is right, but only the one who is found to have it will be my slave and the rest of you will be blameless. So each one quickly lowered his sack to the ground and opened it. The steward searched, beginning with the oldest and ending with the youngest, and the cup was found in Benjamin's sack. Then they tore their clothes and each one loaded his donkey and returned to the city. When Judah and his brothers reached Joseph's house, he was still there. They fell to the ground before him. What is this you've done? Joseph said to them. Didn't you know that a man like me could uncover the truth by divination? What can we say to my Lord? Judah replied. How can we plead? How can we, how can we justify ourselves? God has exposed your servant's iniquity. We are now my Lord's slaves, both we and the one whose possession the cup was found. Then Joseph said, I swear that I will not do this. The man in whose possession the cup was found will be my slave. The rest of you can go in peace to your father. But Judah approached him and said, ah, Judah, the growing Judah, the mature Judah, the changed Judah. Uh, but Judah approached him and said, my Lord, please let your servant speak personally to my Lord. Do not be angry with your servant for you are like Pharaoh. My Lord asked his servants, do you have a father or a brother? And we answered, my Lord, we have an elderly father and a younger brother, the child of his old age. The boy's brother is dead. He is the only one of his mother's sons left and his father loves him. 
Then you said to your servants, bring him to me so I can see him. But we said to my Lord, the boy cannot leave his father. If he were to leave, his father would die. Then you said to your servants, if your younger brother does not come down with you, you will not see me again. This is what happened when we went back to your servant, my father. We reported to him the words of my Lord. But our father said, go again and buy us a little food. We told him, we cannot go down unless our younger brother goes with us. For our, if our younger brother isn't with us, we cannot see the man. Your servant, my father, said to us, you know that my wife bore me two sons. One is gone from me. I said he must have been torn to pieces, and I have never seen him again. If you also take this one from me and anything happens to him, you will bring my gray hairs down to Sheol in sorrow. So if I come to your servant, my father, and the boy is not with us, his life is wrapped up with the boy's life. When he sees that the boy is not with us, he'll die. Then your servants will have brought the gray hairs of your servant, our father, down to Sheol in sorrow. Your servant became accountable to my father for the boy, saying, If I do not return him to you, I will always bear the guilt for sinning against you, my father. Now please let your servant remain here as my Lord's slave in place of the boy. Let him go back with his brothers. For how can I go back to my father without the boy? I could not bear to see the grief that would overwhelm my father. Such change in Judah. I mean, come on. That's a pretty big deal, right? Chapter 45. Joseph could no longer keep his composure in front of all of his attendants. So he called out, send everyone away from me. No one was with him when he revealed his identity to his brothers, but he wept so loudly that the Egyptians heard it and also Pharaoh's household heard it. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph father still living. They could not answer him because they were terrified in his presence. Then Joseph said to his brothers, please come near me. And they came near. I am Joseph, your brother, he said, the one you sold into Egypt. And now don't be grieved or angry with yourselves for selling me here because God sent me ahead of you to preserve life. I love this. Joseph doesn't blame them. He doesn't, he doesn't even allow them to blame himself, to blame themselves. He puts it all the way it was. This was God. God orchestrated all of this. You were actually following what God wanted done so that I could be here in this moment so that when you came to this moment, I could save you. That's pretty powerful. For the famine has been in the land for these two years and there will be five more years without plowing or harvesting. God sent me ahead of you to establish you as a remnant within the land and to keep you alive by a great deliverance. Therefore. Here we go. Therefore, it was not you who sent me here, but God. He has made me a father to Pharaoh, Lord of his entire household and ruler over all the land of Egypt. Return quickly to my father and say to him, this is what your son Joseph says. God has made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down to me without delay. You can settle in the land of Goshen and be near me, you, your children, and your grandchildren, your flocks, your herds, and all you have. There I will sustain you, for there will be five more years of famine. Otherwise, you, your household, and everything you have will become destitute. Look, your eyes and the eyes of my brother Benjamin can see that I'm the one speaking to you. Tell my father about all my glory in Egypt and about all you've seen, and bring my father here quickly. Then Joseph threw his arms around his brother Benjamin and wept, and Benjamin wept on his shoulder. 
Joseph kissed each of his brothers as he wept, and afterward his brothers talked with him. I mean, you talk about forgiveness because of the confidence you have and who your God is, who you serve, and that you are never not where God wants you to be. That's the power of that moment right there. Continuing on, when the news reached Pharaoh's palace, Joseph's brothers have come. Pharaoh and his servants were pleased. Pharaoh said to Joseph, brothers, do this. Load your animals and go on back to the land of Canaan. Get your father and your families and come back to me. I will give you the best of the land of Egypt and you can eat from the richness of the land. You are also commanded to tell them, do this. Take wagons from the land of Egypt for your dependents and your wives and bring your father here. Do not be concerned about your belongings for the best of all the land of Egypt is yours. The sons of Israel did this. Joseph gave them wagons as Pharaoh had commanded and he gave them provisions for the journey. He gave each of the brothers changes of clothes, but he gave Benjamin 300 pieces of silver and five changes of clothes. He sent his father the following, 10 donkeys carrying the best products of Egypt and 10 female donkeys carrying grain, food, and provisions for his father on the journey. So Joseph sent his brothers on their way, and as they were leaving, he said to them, don't argue on the way. Like he knew what they were going to end up doing. So he said, just, just go. Just be brothers. Just go, but don't argue. Don't fight. Go. So they went up from Egypt and came to their father, Jacob, in the land of Canaan. They said, Joseph is still alive and he is ruler over all the land of Egypt. Jacob was stunned for he did not believe them. But when they told Jacob all that Joseph had said to them, and when he saw the wagons that Joseph had, trans had, tra had sent to transport him, the spirit of their father, Jacob, revived. Then Israel said, enough, my son, Joseph is still alive. I will go to see him before I die. I love where it says that the spirit of Jacob was revived. It was a, a new, a new wind, a freshness that had come over him. And he, you know, it's kind of like, you know, I'm a new man kind of a thing. He was revived in his spirit. I love that. Psalm 14, the fool says in his heart, there's no God. They are corrupt. They do vile deeds. There's no one who does good. The Lord looks down from heaven on the human race to see if there is one who is wise, one who seeks God. All have turned away. All have alike have become corrupt. There is no one who does good, not even one. Will evil, will evil doers never understand? They consume my people as they consume bread. They do not call on the Lord. Then they will be filled with dread for God is with those who are righteous. You sinners frustrate the plans of the oppressed, but the Lord is his refuge. Oh, that Israel's deliverance would come from Zion. When the Lord restores the fortunes of his people, let Jacob rejoice. Let Israel be glad. Man, that's exciting stuff right there. The goodness of our God in all of the midst of what doesn't seem to make sense at the time. He orchestrates and he works it all for our good because he loves us and because he is that good. I hope you have a great day and we'll see you back tomorrow for day 15.